Uh, hello and welcome to uh, the first in this series, I hope, series of uh, interviews uh, podcasts. Because cause obviously we only do these things every five weeks, so it'd be nice to fill in the gaps, I thought. That'd be nice. And maybe get... Well, so the one thing, doing interviews, is that I can guarantee I get one more listener, because I assume the person I interview will be vain enough to listen to themselves. Um, and today uh, I am joined by uh, Bob Fearon, uh, a.k.a. Odd Bob, a.k.a. the Sutton Coalfield Strangler. Um, <laughs> My secret identity revealed. Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know... There's still, you were good enough that there isn't any evidence other than, you know, talk and circumstance. But, well, bin sacks and patios are wonderful, wonderful things. That's it. As long as you don't use your own patio, you're, you're golden. Oh. Oh, you haven't, have you? Oh, you tell me now. Oh, you twat. I, uh, I just got it off Brookside. Um, speaking of twats, um, in case you're wondering who Rob Fearon <laughs> is... <laughs> I'm not going to say he's a twat. <laughs> he's a, the author of uh, War Twat, amongst uh, other games. I mean, to give you to give you the full rundown, this is a good thing because I'm doing this next to my browser. I can totally just check your website and make it <laughs> seem like I actually remember. Uh, War Twat, uh, Sinso, uh, Squid Harder, and Death Ray Manta. I suppose are the the main four, really. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, to the point that I did actually, I did actually Google. If you actually Google you, um, and then one of the actual links is to uh, Vector Infector, and then the website just doesn't work because yeah. you haven't bothered linking up the images again, you lazy bastard. <laughs> no, that's long dead. We we don't speak of that. Why? Why do you not speak of that? Oh God, it's my greatest regret, isn't it? Why is that? Why is Vector Infector your greatest regret? Because it wasn't an arena shooter. Uh, no, because it all went to. I got in a right tiz when I found out Geometry Wars existed. Um. And there was me making an arena shooter with lots of geometry just moving around. Oh, right. And, and I got a right flid over it and fucked it up entirely. Oh, do you know, I thought Vector Infector was the one that was like Tempest, but in 2D. No, no, that, that's GeForce. Well, why isn't that on there either? Um, I don't know. Well, okay, so <laughs> we're both learning things today. Yeah, that's useful. I, I think it's up there somewhere. Okay. Well, you see, the, the main thing of it is that the sort of the games that, that you make are, are, are all, uh, arena shooters to the, to the point that your, your website is literally subtitled colorful arena shooters for windows. Well, I, I tried to deny it for a while, but really past like the fourth game, there's no point anymore. Is there? Are, are you not tempted to make a, a different genre of game though? Um, very much so. Um, DRM was meant to be the last of it. Right. Uh, but then the Sony thing happened. Okay, so I'll explain what the Sony thing is then. Uh, well, I, uh, I've somehow miraculously ended up with a deal to bring Death Ray Manta um, across to PSN. Yeah. Is that now, when you say PSN, are we talking uh, Vita 3 and 4? Or... Uh, no 4 yet. Right. Um, but Vita and PS3. I would, uh, I would assume that PS4 is a case of ticking a different box on the exporter and bang, there it goes. It, well, I've seen it running on a PS4. Well, there um, you are. I just don't have PS4 dev kits, and I don't have permission yet. Right, okay. But that, that's something that may happen. Uh, uh, probably quite likely, yeah, yeah. At, at some point soon. I just want to point out, if anyone can hear a strange scratching noise, it's because you have a tiny kitten there, isn't it? That's the reason. <laughs> yes. It's trying to take my face off. Oh, bless. So how did this come about? How did you manage to lock yourself into this, you jammy bastard? Uh, well, I was asked to bring Sinso across in... Oh, about four or five years ago. Right. Um, to a PlayStation Mini at the time when they were pushing those out for PS3. Yeah. And um, 
between a combination of not entirely trusting mega corporations yeah. um, with my stuff at the best of times and the fact that I can't code for shit. Um, it wouldn't have been the best combination. So I did what any dutiful game dev would do, and I took the email away somewhere, never to be seen again. Oh, nice. Just ignore that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they sent me another one, um, clearly determined here, and I ignored that one as well. And then I got asked down to a meeting in Liverpool, which I also duly ignored. Right. Were you worried that they were going to yell at you? Just like, why are you replying to emails, you bastard? It was a bit of a... I, I didn't trust them because, you know, I, I, it's like sort of, I don't know. So Innate is, distrust of corporations. Well, is, this, is this a fear of success? Because you keep quite a low profile, I would say. Other than, you know, blowing your mouth off at everything, like Jonathan Blow, mm. you, your, your games, they aren't the ones that are sort of... I mean, you, I mean, you do well with them, but, you know, they're not braids and things like that. Despite the fact that you are a very productive indie who produces high-quality stuff, you, uh, I think it would be fair to say that you aren't, you know, up in the, the sort of the upper echelons in the spelunky sphere. Yeah, well, I, I, even, um, I don't even link them off my Twitter profile. You know, it's one of those sort of... Um, I don't know. I've never actually sat down to really think about it that hard. Right. It probably is. So what convinced you in the end that Sony weren't utterly evil? How did they uh, fool you? That's that. Uh, well, that would be your best friend, Jeff Minter. Oh, <laughs> the, the man upon whom which we disagree. <laughs> yes, that's the one. Um, essentially, that I heard that they were trying to get hold of him and convince him to make something. Yeah. Um, and very dedicated they were about it, too. And they got him, and they treated him majestically well. Yeah. Um, which, after you know, the past few years, I felt was really quite important. Yes, I mean, despite the fact that he's a he's a character. Yeah, um, but he's had it rough. Yeah, yeah. Since Space Giraffe sort of bombed on its ass, and so when when they actually took him out and they they treated him absolutely perfectly, they yeah. gave him what he needed to make a game. And at that point, I thought, well. Actually, these are the kind of people I wouldn't mind working with. Yeah. But I still have the problem then, of course, that um, I still can't code. Right, but, I mean, you do your games in GM, which does kind of uh, poop out files to PS3 and the like now. Because isn't that what Space uh, Stealth Bastard was? Uh, it was, but I think Curve rebuilt it Yeah. Um, in a new engine. Can I hear an ice cream van in the background? You can, yes. We are cursed uh, on this podcast with ice cream vans appearing in the background. It's just, it's just the thing that we do. Um, cool. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck it. See, the well, thing is, it's really coming. It's one ninety nine. Um, no. Uh, oh, I've got, I've got twisters downstairs. I bought like I go to my local Iceland and I buy like thirty at a time. Oh, fantastic! Because, uh, because twist they do the full size ones in a multi pack. You can't get the full-size ones, multi-pack, you know, you get the shitty little mini ones, where half of them are the sort of inverse twisters, which aren't as good. So, uh, that's my top tip to anyone listening, is to go to Iceland. Which I probably said on the last podcast, now that I think about it, because the subject of what we eat always comes up. Um, so, uh, you went down to Sony in Liverpool, I assume, was this? Uh, no, I, I, I didn't actually go anywhere. Oh. Be being me, as tremendous as it is, I got um, a friend of mine, Andy, went down yeah. on my behalf and to help out. And I just Skyped in from up here. 
uh, which led to the wonderful... Rob, you can turn the camera off if you want. Because I'd just woken up. It was 10 o'clock in the morning. God knows what sort of state I looked. And I'm sitting there with a chap from Sony on the other end of my iPad. Right. Um, explaining to me exactly how the deals work at Sony these days. And exactly how, as a corporation, um, they want to move away from what they were. Yeah. Um, and into a more dev-centric, for want of a better phrase, kind of space. Mm. Uh, and then they, and there probably won't be much money in it, which I thought, well, in that case, if you're going to be that bluntly honest, I'm fine with this. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm not in it for the money. If I was, I'd do a whole lot better than I am doing now. Well, I was going to say, if you were in it for the money, you have been spectacularly bad <laughs> I know. At, at making good of that. I think I broke just about every rule they tell you yeah. with intent. So, um, that, I mean, that's kind of weird that they were up close, up front about, you know, saying, you know, you're going to get shit all money from this. Mm. I assume it's on a profit share type thing. Uh, uh, it's between me and Andy. And right. We get, we get the usual deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing magnificent or spectacular about it. So is Andy? So Andy's doing sort of all the making it work on on their machine stuff, well, is he? Or... <clears throat> Excuse me. At, at the time, um, I was vaguely aware. There we go. That's a tactful way around this. Okay. Um, without dropping anyone in it, that Game Maker would be quite possibly coming to uh, consoles. Right. Um, but we weren't sure when, hmm. and we didn't know for sure whether the deal would get signed. Yeah. Um, so it was a bit of well, we'll try and wing it. And at that point, Andy was like, "Well, I can wing it for you." And we thought, "Okay, let's give it a go." And then, of course, we find out it's actually really genuinely happening. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't get announced till I think, March this year. Yes. Um, so we're, we're just really starting on it again now, properly. Mm. So we've pretty much wasted an entire year. Oh, congratulations. Well, that is one of the joys of game dev. Um, but I, I imagine it's a, a speedier process. Having done it once already, it's a bit of a faster process this time. Well, I had the tile screen up and running in about two days. Okay, cool, cool. Just it all sort of throws itself together from here on in. So, did they send you like a uh, a PS3 and uh, a a PS Vita, or have you actually got genuine dev kits, the big sort of bulkier things? We're still on dev kits. Oh, okay. Have you seen, have you seen a PS4 dev kit? No, no, no. They're beautiful. They're be- uh, these beautiful silver fronted things. They look they look like sort of seventies stereos. They're amazing. Oh, fantastic! So so with a bit of luck, you'll get one of those. Mm. Um. So what sort of release date are you looking at, or, or is that sort of just bleh, up in the air? Oh, it's still up in the air <sighs> at the moment. We're, we're still at the... Oh, God, how do I put this? I'm bashing my head against the art at right. the moment. Well, surely it's just up-resing a bunch of, bunch of bloody pixel art with a bit of glow on it. Oh, they were shit. It's, it's the big problem. Right, so, oh, so you are. this is going to be a bit of a HD remaster, to give it the bullshit term. Yeah, it, it, it's... A complete reimagining of my IP. Oh. I think that's what they use, isn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reimagining's the, the normal term. We're going we're gonna to sell you the same shit with 10% difference and charge it, you full whack. Uh, the thing is, I, I could have I banged out um, an identical version. Yeah. And tagged on the, whatever, the trophies and whatever else that Sony would ask for. But then I'd have to live with that. Yes. Um, yeah, if this is your your coming out party, so to speak. Yeah, you, you know, you, you want to go in with your clothes on. Yeah. 
shall we say. I have uh, no idea what that means. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to sort of walk in, start bollock naked, and everyone goes, oh, look, it's the Emperor. I like his kit. Um, I don't know. I mean, people saying, you know, that you've got a lovely kit. That's, <laughs> yes. that's not the worst thing. No, but um, right. I'm changing plans. Forget this. <laughs> so, so anyway, so so uh, when you say you're bashing your head against the art, is it just the kind of you need to be a better artist, um, or it, it's more finding a coherent style? I had one last year, yeah, um, but then I got ill for a few months, and at some point I completely lost where I was up to. Right. So right now I'm sort of fathoming vaguely out where I'm up to. I'm trying to get it in a sort of, um, so it doesn't look like bloody geometry walls, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want, I want, I want character. I want the sort of stupid crap you used to get in 80s games. Yeah. Be it dustbin lids, test tubes, whatever else. Are you still tempted to go with sort of like a blown up pixel art look, um, or? I, th- I think that's kind of inevitable. Yes, I can't really do much else. Hey, no, no, I, I, I'm all for laziness as well. Yeah. Believe me. It, it was very tempting to have... I've got a cartoonist guy who's going to be doing sort of interstitial scenes and things. Hmm. Um, but it was very tempting at the time to you know, get someone else in to do a bit more operized, higher When you say stuff. interstitial things, are you talking like the little Pac-Man cartoons that you used to get? Between you know where Pac-Man would come across chasing the ghosts and uh, then the ghosts would chase him, etc. No, they're, they're more um, oh god, just crappy sort of comic scene. You cut things to go with my crap rhymes. Oh right, okay. Because because I I've never thought of uh, as, as your arena shows as a game that have a story, so to speak. <laughs> oh, definitely, Manta has one. Oh, does it? Yes. Um, this shows how much attention I pay. I know. I vaguely manage it myself, um, so. He's unfortunately born with lasers in his head, okay. so he blows up his house. Yeah, that makes and, sense. And has to move into space. You, you wouldn't see the face I'm getting from my wife here <laughs> at this point. <laughs> what? Um, so he goes off into space, and at the end, it turns out that he's actually killed all his friends as well. Oh, that sucks. So all, all the people you're actually shooting during the game are your friends. So it ends in a little comic cutout of him sitting there staring into space. Now, is this a horrible spoiler that I'm going to have to bleep out now? No, no, it's fine. Oh, okay, fair enough. There is, there is, he doesn't take his own life. There's not some, some twist then. No, no, he blows up the gravestone. Um, okay, right, so um, how, how are you finding, you know, working with another person on, on a project? Because obviously it used to be just all you, 100%. Do you find it difficult sort of sacrificing that level of control at all? I think I'm probably finding it easier than he is. Right. <laughs> That's tactful. Right. So, so, so basically you're the pain in the arse in this relationship. Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, I, I felt when ooh, Andy, over Andy, yeah. um, did Sinso for the 360, yeah. I felt so sorry for him having to put up with me. Mm. Because I really, I obsess over tweaking numbers for yeah. four hours. And God forbid anyone else have to put up with that. Yeah, it's just not fair on other humans at the best of times. You see, now this is the thing that worries me about game dev: is the whole kind of oh no, that that jump should be a little bit more, a little bit more than that, and that should be a little bit faster the run, and now it feels satisfying. I have no idea what I'm doing there. So when it comes to me making a game, it's kind of like oh shit, what do, what do I do to make it feel good? Um, particles and sound effects, that'll do. Um, well, yeah. 
I, I just sit there for four hours, you know, tweaking buttons and making numbers go up a bit uh, until I get something which works. It's the same with um, particle sprites and stuff. I'll swap images in and out for hours on end until mm. I get one where I think, yeah, that's the one. It's a bit Phil Spector, except without shooting people, I hope. Well, so far. So far. Yeah. I might get shot myself, but... <laughs> that's all right, then, because mm. you're not the one going to jail. Well, exactly. The dead thing might not work out for me, but I, I can work that. around that. Um, so, if I mean, if this is going to be sort of your last hurrah in terms of arena shooters, um, I mean, is there another genre that you you want to sort of do something in? I'd, I'd absolutely love to take on Blaster. Which one's Blaster? It's the runt of the vid kids litter as far as press is concerned. I had the big 2D raster sprite um, into the screen 3D absolutely insane little thing um, it's about 50 different parts so the first part you're avoiding giant robotrons and flying through gates yeah. and then there's astronauts you have to rescue in space and rocks and vampire bats and it's just this massive massive explosion of colour and silly Right. And absolutely pushing the hardware to some stupid level for just because they can. Mm. Which is, uh, what, what's this out on? Um, is it on it's PC? arcade. Oh, it's an arcade game. <clears throat> yeah, it's a very old arcade game. Oh, I don't remember this one. Mm. <clears throat> no, most people don't. Which is also why you know you sort of end up in. A, why has no one explored this one a bit more? Do you know there's certain there's certain genres that I, I I'm always kind of surprised that people haven't revisited like Pac-Man. It's, you know that I think there's something there that that you know no one's kind of gone back and gone oh that that's great like like uh, um, also like Space Panic I think Berlin Wall is the the sort of the culmination of those games mm. um but 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 since then no one's touched it and you know Defender even I mean I suppose I suppose we quite recently had the Housemark game on PS4 the launch one whose mm-hmm. name escapes me which was uh, quite Defendery but but still didn't actually do anything particularly interesting with it. I think Strike Force was probably a more interesting game. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm surprised that there's there's all these genres that kind of got invented and then abandoned. Yeah, that they, they get really, really lost down the back of the sofa somewhere, quite a few. Yeah. Um, oh, God, what was that game I was thinking of? Like, you only really see Pac-Man branching off anywhere with um, C and CDX these days. Although the new Pasta Games title looks like it's going somewhere quite interesting with that. Pasta Games? Yes. Um, Kitty Picks, I think it's called, or something like that. Oh, I um, clicked it, upon their website. Mm. Picks, picks the Cat. Yes, Picks the Cat. You keep going oh, into the screen. Yeah, into yeah, the screen. yeah. It, it looks... That looks, it also, also looks a little bit almost choo-choo rocket in its presentation, actually. Mm. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's nice that, that someone is then revisiting it. Because mm. it does seem, yeah, it does seem a pity to... There's so many so many great games, and you think, well, just... I mean, like, for instance, I, I, professionally, I ripped off an old game, The Deactivators, to make a game called Go Go Rescue Squad. Right. And and, and uh, that was that was great, because it was, was, it was a brilliant sort of core thing, a core idea, but then you can totally go wild with it in terms of improving it, because, you know, The Deactivators, while brilliant, is also shit... Um, in some ways <clears throat> so well yeah. it, it's like what I wanted to do with DRM and, and since so was everyone straight, went straight after Smash TV 
everyone pretty much went straight to dual stick. Mm. And I thought, well, no one's really gone off on a tangent and looked at the single stick elements of this. What can you do with a standard arcade cab setup of one stick and some buttons? Now, I mean, is that because obviously you've also been involved in these um, these competitions with regards to sort of accessibility, so that people with disabilities can play games, mm. like uh, like the one button competition and things like that. Is is one of the reasons you stuck with that control scheme uh, just because you've had that in mind? Uh, partially that, and partially sheer bloody mindedness. Right. In the if there were other people exploring that space, it wouldn't have any sort of a law. Yeah. Um, and yet here I am, and the new DRM is going to be twin stick. Oh, is it? Yes. Um, oh, for fuck's sake, where are your principles <laughs> now? Throw them straight out the window again. Bloody hell. I know. Uh, but the, the reason I was going twin stick is because at this point, you know, pretty much everyone's had abandoned it again. Yeah. So I didn't think it really mattered. And then last week they've announced Geometry Wars 3 exists. So fuck. Basically. Yeah, but that's all 3D and blah blah blah. And I, do you know, I was never a massive fan of those games anyway. Uh, and it won't have any fish, which is uh, yeah, exactly a, a really strong oversight on there. But I'm quite frankly disgusted with the over it. Did, did, did you choose fish because Minta had sheep? Uh, no, I chose fish because it was the only shitty thing I could draw. Right. <laughs> no, that's that's fair enough. I, I I had to decide what this blue square was, and I thought. It's a fish. Fuck it. So a manta is a good... It's like... Because a manta's kind of a weird-looking creature anyway. And, and DRM looks nothing like a manta. But don't tell anyone that. Just in case. It's a little bit late now. You just said it on a podcast which is going to be listened to by up to 30 people. Oh, shitty bums. Yeah. yeah. And, and those are those are 30 of the, <laughs> the greatest movers and shakers in the indie world. That was oh. a lie. Yes. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them. Don't say fuck them to my bloody <laughs> listeners. Don't don't listen to him. I do not condone the comments of Robert Fear and I, the, I'm sure I'm sure they're lovely. The Sutton Coalfield Strangler. I didn't kill them. <laughs> um. So um, obviously, if you don't have like a an idea of when Death Mantis is going to be done for uh, PS3 and PS Vita, I, I assume the idea of when you'll be able to do something based on Blaster is you know off in the distance. Well, yeah, it, it is quite. There's, there was also that, and I'd really like to take on Turn Our Nog at some point. Oh, you yeah. you've said the right thing to me. Yes, because well, this is an art issue entirely with Turn Our Nog because it's got to look pretty bloody smart, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Think, um, now, but what, what, what I, it's, it's weird, because of those games, Dundurak is the worst. I think we can mm. agree. She points out, if you don't know what this is, you just Google Dundurak, Tenanog, and Marsport. It was a series of three games made by a software company with a really weird sort of confusing control system in some ways, in that it was, it was a 3D map, but you only moved sideways in it and you had to rotate it. It was, I suppose, in some ways, a precursor to Fez. Mm. Not, not even slightly. Um, <laughs> but, it was incredibly atmospheric. It was, I mean, I don't think I've been as scared by a game as I have been by Turner Nog when Scythe would appear or Scythe, however it's pronounced. This, this sort of monkey character would appear. Uh, and he was just always wandering around the map. And it may have actually randomly spawned him at a location or it may be he was pathing towards you always. I don't know, but it scared the crap out of me. And he just had little things like these, this, this, this uh, disembodied head would appear from behind stuff. And it was just incredibly atmospheric that game. But the puzzles were dog shit. Oh, they were terrible. But Marsport had really good puzzles, the sequel, 
But even though it was set in a completely separate sort of, you know, uh, it was sci-fi. It was a completely different type of game. Um, so I'd love to see something like Turnanog, but with the puzzles of Marsport. Not literally the puzzles of Marsport, but something where you can apply logical thought to it. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that from an artistic point of view, would you keep it 2D or would you go 3D with that? Oh, oh, it would have to be 2D. Uh, part of my fascination with it is because it's got that sort of weird rotating north, south, east, west control scheme thing to it, yeah. is it means no matter what you do, you're going to get lost. And I love the fact that there is, there's this game, and it's one of very few where it doesn't give a fuck if you get lost. And it's almost like it's actively designed to ensure you do. Yeah. So you end up walking through these planes and you angle the path around and you go up and like, which way am I going now? Yeah. And eventually you might end up where you're supposed to be. But unless you're sitting there and actively mapping it as you go, which is even then is difficult because of the, am I going north now? Am I going east? Well, that's, I, I mean, you had to tell, you basically used what was in the background to tell you which direction you were going. I mean, there was a little compass as well, but generally it was like, oh, there's the flock of birds by the volcano and I'm facing in this direction. Um, and that kind of thing, and uh, it was uh, it was a game that if you didn't have graph paper, you were fucked. Yeah, that, that's the sort of thing I'd love to get back to. But would you insist upon? Would you uh, would you effectively supply digital graph paper? Would you allow them to do the mapping? I, I, I think an auto map would absolutely spoil it for yeah, what I'd right, actually want to do. Right, no, but an auto map. But I mean, have you played? Um, Ah, oh, shit. There's a series of uh, first-person dungeon crawls on the uh, 3DS and the DS. Mm. And uh, I forget what they're called, but they're shit because they use random battles, which is fucking anathema to those games. However, the one thing they do is they have a map on the bottom screen, but you have to draw it yourself. Ah, no, that'd be interesting. So, and, and that's like, literally sometimes one of the tasks will be make a map of this level. Ooh, now, yeah, that'd be very interesting to sort of... I, I've, got, I've got as far as I'd like it to be... In an almost barren land. Mm. Um, that's very much with vague items of interest as you, as you travel. Yeah. Uh, th- thinking, uh, I don't think Proteus is a fair comparison, but the sort of ambient nature of Proteus and British countryside kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, for me, with Turnanog, they're, they're kind of, there are sort of landmarks. You, you totally invest with emotional significance that you, of, of your own. Mm. You sort of think, oh, that looks spooky, and therefore that's, oh, it's a spooky area. Being, you know, like, I, I remember if I was, in the, if you were in the Sleige Warrens, I think it was, or maybe Tirklachan, that was the area where this head would just pop up mm. and scare the bejesus out of me um, uh, as a child. Um, so, but... Is that, uh, are you talking, uh, I mean, because obviously Protoss is, is randomly generated, you're not thinking about anything like that, are you? Oh, oh God, no, it would be a, a fully fleshed out map area, mm. with, which you would start at one location. Uh, and like with the castle in turn on, there would be somewhere where you have to end up eventually. I don't think I ever got to the castle. Uh, it's there in the distance all the time, isn't it? Oh, right. And can you get to it, then? I think so. I've never actually finished a bloody thing. Right. I, I know you've got to go and get the hammer or whatever it is. And that's it, because it, it's kind of got really kind of... Yeah, the whole the actual gameplay is kind of crap, but the ambience is... It's it's out there. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, I mean I've got quite a few pages scribbled down on this and ways it could go. But mainly it just keeps coming back to having this sort of explorable landscape where it's fine to get lost. 
Would you be tempted to use um, more parallax layers in order to help the player at all? Because it used to be that Chernanog, if you had a path going through the distance, it was literally just a little bit of two lines going into the distance, and then you wouldn't know what was, you know, down there. Yeah, I, th- I thought, um, you know the way you walk and knock, knock, yeah. handles it. With that sort of, I, th- I thought that would be absolutely perfect, but it's how to get it so that you'd be angling things as well. Because yeah. I, I really like to keep that sort of switch down so you walk into a path as well as through a path sort of thing that's turned out Nog does. Yeah. Do a shit job explaining this here. Uh, I'll be honest, I have no idea what you're saying. No, <laughs> Uh, you know the bit where you turn around and it yeah. angles the path. And yeah, I'd like to keep that. Yeah. Um, but how to do that with flipping between the layers, sort of like year walk, knock, knock does when you go down. It probably I could draw you a picture of this. Well, that's it. That's it. <laughs> what I'll do is, yeah. uh, if you draw a picture, we'll encode it as a spectrum uh, loading screen <laughs> and put the sound onto the podcast. It, it might uh, make some vague sense then. Yeah, yeah, that works. Um, but so, so that, is that something you want to address after um, the uh, the other one whose name I've already forgotten? Blaster. Here yeah. Um, well, the turn our nog one is the sort of if I get the money. Yeah. Project I'd really like to do. Right. You see, for me, that's a um, first-person dungeon crawl. Mm. I, I would. That is. Oh, I just. I'd really love to make one of those, especially for the 3DS. Mm. Um, that had proper, you know, uh, not random fucking battles in it. Um, something, something like Grimrock. Grimrock Two. I can't wait for. Mm. That is. That is absolutely one of my top ten games of this year. I can't wait. I want it now. So, so to make my own one of those would be the best. We said I'd, I'd have liked to have done something along the lines of Deus Ex Machina. But mm. with Mel Croucher back and in the game again. Doesn't really seem much point. But it's not a game, is it? Well, no, that's half the fun. Just a load of ambient twat. Yes. Okay, fine. That, that's <laughs> I, I can't even disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 like um, I remember I go to this this festival and last year there was one and there was this game and I forget what it's called already I think it's Paranomical and Ooh. it's not even a game it's just a load of uh, dials and sliders and and it's uh, I don't I I, I, I it, they just annoy me things that don't have objectives and aren't games by my standards. But to be honest, this is half of the fun of actually wanting to make one. No, come, not, not to annoy you specifically. Coming over here, redefining our boundaries. <laughs> um, but just knowing that you, you're pissing someone off in a fairly harmless way, so no one actually gets hurt. No. But you know, you're actually fucking off someone who's got a really formalised definition of what video games should be. Mm. Um, which is also it ties back into the whole single stick thing. Yeah. Well, your your game should be twin stick why does isn't because fuck off because i made it yeah except that now you're not no except now i'm not because yeah. you you win fuck off you're right all along <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to make a hell of a difference though because drm it's it's emphatically about shooting in the direction you're moving yeah um jeff changed the ios version um jeff mm-hmm. murray as opposed to minter into a twin sticky kind of thing and it sort of works, but doesn't work at the same time. 
it, it works in the sense of it's still fully playable and it's very enjoyable. It doesn't work in the sense that I look at it and I think, oh my god, that, that's not how it's supposed to work. So what I'm trying to do this time is go, all right, well, let's see what I can do with Twin Sticks and see if I can make it so that it isn't repeating the same stuff over and over again. So that isn't, you know, enemies spawn four places around you, like Chalmer Two Balls kind of thing, and not the same roster. So can I actually go back a bit to sort of more robotron kind of thing, but update that? Are you going to do anything interesting in terms of enemy behaviours? Because that's the one thing I find that a lot of these games, the enemies don't particularly behave in an interesting fashion. Well, they don't combine either. One, one of the things I love about Robotron is, of course, you have things chasing things and then attacking. and It all goes ballistic very fast. Mm. Um, I don't want that sort of intensive pressure to things. I, st- I still want to keep it fairly casual and playable. Yeah. But I don't... I'm not interested in just space management or the mutant storm. The thing goes round in a circle around you. Yes. So you shoot the things in a circle, and now what? There's some more things to go around in a circle. Mm. Um, so it's getting away from that, and like the Radiant Games stuff is very much the pinnacle of space management. All you are doing in those games is popping bubbles, for want of a better phrase there. Right. There's things filling the screen you clear the screen off. So I want that whole thinking on the fly of what's going to happen next so that you're constantly having to reevaluate what's on the screen. Um, but I want to do it in short enough levels that I can mix it up. And this is partly why the art problem sort of arises of I've got to keep everything distinct and not looking shit. Yeah. Um, so it's how do you keep having distinct silhouettes and everything for each of the enemies last time I cheaped out I just made them out of squares and fuck it you know, so there's no detail there to them at all though they are just the shape I've blocked out Yeah. this was partially because I had two weeks to finish the fucking game um, I don't have two weeks this time so I'm trying to work on that and make sure that two and a half weeks Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the eyes again there. Um, that there is this constant stream of interacting enemy behaviours. Yeah. Not quite forget me not levels of you're wandering into someone else's universe, but still things which will go off and do something when you're not looking uh, and get in your way somehow. Yeah. And I, I've got a fair roster of things to combo up. Um, it'll probably get cooled down quite se- severely by the time it comes to actually punting the thing out. But some interesting stuff with it. Hey, well, if you're not programming it, fuck it. Go hog wild. Well, that's half the fun, isn't it? Type out a list and go, there you go, Andy. Have you there you there, there's your game design. Knock <laughs> yourself out. <laughs> Come on, hurry up. Yeah, here so, are some pixels. Jump week, on. On, week on Tuesday, please. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything... You know, now we've discussed all the shit that you're doing. Is there anything that's been catching your eye recently in terms of sort of uh, trends in indie things or indie news that you uh, want to get off your chest at all? Oh, God. I think I do that most of my writing these days. Seems to uh, seems to gravitate far too much around businessy things. No, that's fine. That's fine. You know, we, I could just point them in the direction of your, your lovely blog. Uh, and it's... 
because I've always tried to do this in a sort of vaguely ethical way, where my ethics are probably a little bit more right. So, what, what do you mean by rigid. that? What do you mean by um, you know making? I mean, if I make a game, it's not like I'm kicking puppies while I'm doing it. So, in in how do you mean the sort of ethically making a well, game? Like, like one of the first things I said to Andy when we were writing this is that no, nothing we do when making this interferes with our home life. Yeah. Um, and working up from there so that there is no crunch, there is no... If, if it's a case that we only have an hour this week to work on the game, then that's fine. Right. How, how does that sit with Sony, though? I assume Sony are your publishers, effectively. Uh, vaguely, yes. We, we self-publish, but... The right. contract is still with them. Of course, we've got loaner kits, which we can't keep forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Um, but they're very hands-off hmm. and very understanding of this. Um, do you know Forget-Me-Not, obviously? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Uh, which, one, actually, a Pac-Man game, actually, thinking about it, that's done something interesting. One of the joys of Forget-Me-Not, of course, is that um, Brandon's brought it to quite a few machines already. Yeah. So they asked Brandon... And to bring Forget Me Not to Vita. Uh, Brandon got dev kits roughly about the same time I did. So mm. about a year and a bit ago now. Um, and it's only just now that what he's been working on and faffing around with all these ideas is folding into something concrete. Yeah. Now, un under old Sony, um, and I assume under Microsoft still, from what I gather, um, this would be, they'd end up with Forget-Me-Not as it is on iOS or on the PC. Yeah. But because they've been so hands-off to leave him be and let him get on with things and not really prod him too much, mm. they're going to end up with this absolutely incredible, wagged-out, psychedelic game. Yeah. Uh, just by virtue of hands-off. So it works out in their benefit to a degree. There's, there's lines and you don't take a piss. Yeah. And stuff um, to leave people to it, and it's the same with Charlie's um, Scorgasm. He's he's got a new version of that coming out, which is I've played it and it's fantastic. Uh, with Don't Die, Mister Robot, uh, which was called Avoid Droid up until Swift discovered that uh, Lucas, you can't this, say Droid. Yes, you yeah. can't say Droid. I know about this through work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's now Don't Die, Mr. Robot. And aside from offering advice and, you know, come down for a playtest here and there and whatever, they've been very hands-off and left them to it. And yeah. they get better work for it. Mm. Now, I'm not including myself in that because fuck knows how that's going to work out at this point. If life would turn out majestic or a bit of complete calamity. But it'll be funny, no matter mm. what. Probably not for anyone at Sony, but for me, definitely. <laughs> um... So they've learned to pull away. Yeah. And they've learned to send these dev kits out to people who are have these mad, crazy ideas who might not have had opportunities before. And because of that, they've obviously got you know a whole lot more. Yeah, it's, it's where the interesting stuff is going. Yeah. Um, so they're very leave me alone yeah. on stuff. I I post vaguely publicly when I've actually got something substantial up. I, I do vines and I do things so and Shahid follows me on Twitter so it's not like he doesn't know where I am 
Hmm. <laughs> he, he knows what I'm up to at all times. So yeah. they have their checks. But it's fine. They're very good with it. Cool. Hmm? Well, that, that, that sounds like a good way of thinking. I mean, to be honest, I mean, Z2, they were dead against... Um, a company used to work at, they were dead against overtime as well. I did about 20 hours overtime in four years um, there because, cause, you know, they, they also believed in, you know, running things correctly. Mm. You know, a game takes as long as a game takes to make and making people crunch doesn't really help with things. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, I, I did, DRM itself was routing about three weeks. Yeah. Um, I had about two and a half months but I had to scrap everything because it, it, it was just shit. Mm. Um, it, it was a, it was a weird deal, and it was for a bundle. Yeah. And the, the idea was, that, um, the big novelty for the bundle was to help out people that Herr Constantinus liked mm. and wanted to see elevated a bit, uh, but also obviously to get a bit of a unique spin on a bundle. Mm. So there was me and Jonas. Um, who got in and we did our own games. Jonas did the C will claim everything. Yeah. Which is which is glorious and I did DRM. But I had about three months to put the whole thing together. And I spent two and a half months making a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, I, I was absolutely laser focused on this piece of shit and I thought it was an amazing piece of shit. Up until the point I realised about two and a half weeks before the deadline it was a piece of shit, complete and utter unplayable shit. Right. That it had next to no redeeming features when it came to playing it. So a bit cut and paste later, and in two and a half weeks, Defray Mantis is born, and I'm kind of been stuck with that ever since. It wasn't the game it was supposed to be. Yeah. It, it wasn't even close to the game I wanted to make. So do you see this Sony thing as a chance to make the Deathray Mantis you wanted to make then? Yeah, pretty much. It's a very fair opportunity I've got and I've got to try not to fuck it up basically mm. which I might well, try, try your best yeah mm. do, do, do try your best have you ever been tempted to put out the piece of shit just to show people how wrong things can go uh, no because that'd be a bit like sort of um, it's a bit too close that one yeah, it, it still pisses me off that I did that <laughs> I should have known better mm. Well, I hear a crying child, so um, it might be a good idea to, to draw this to a close <laughs> and uh, let you have your or Sunday have... afternoon. No, 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 it's fine. I'll, I'll run away. <laughs> oh, what a caring, caring parent. Yes. Right, well, I shall let you go then. No, well, I'll let you go. Thank you so much uh, for taking part in this, in this the inaugural um, uh, Pig Ignorant interview. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself as well. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.